All right, we are live, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Lethal Podcast. Uh, just Matt today. Uh, I'm going to be your only host. Don't worry, you won't have to listen to me for very long. This is going to be a little bit shorter because I know you don't want to listen to me for an hour and a half like the rest of our podcast. So this one's going to be a little bit better for you guys. Uh, Garrett can't join. I think he's at like a bachelor party or something like that. And Blaine gets up at like the ass crack of dawn because he works construction. So it's just me today. Uh, but good news episodes, I believe it'll be five and six are going to be recorded this week. Uh, we've got some good guests lined up for you, good friends of the show. We're excited to have them on, and uh, going to be some some fun uh, conversations, some entertaining conversations <laughs> with these guys always seems to happen, so uh, we're pretty pumped about it. Uh, but uh, until then, we're going to tide you over with a quick episode about mechanicals. Yes, you heard that correctly, mechanical broadheads. That's what we're going to talk about today. An episode completely dedicated to shooting and having success with mechanical broadheads because we want you to be successful. And even though we personally don't agree with using mechanical broadheads, we think there's much better methods of take than using them. We still want you to be successful and also we want the animal to suffer the least amount possible. So... We decided to make a quick podcast with some talking points, uh, uh, talking about mechanicals specifically and how to try and have success with them. So first off, before we do talk about anything, uh, please check your local game regulations and make sure that you can even use mechanicals. I know there are still some states where you can't, so uh, please please be aware of that. You, uh, you just can't do it. So... <laughs> Uh, um, if you're, if you're in a state that where you can't use mechanicals, then, uh, I would say this podcast doesn't pertain to you. And if you're trad, I would say this podcast doesn't pertain to you, but if you are in a state that doesn't allow them, or if you don't shoot them personally, I would encourage you to use this podcast on, uh, as a reference to give to people that are dead set on shooting mechanicals. And, and frankly, I hope this is what this podcast gets used for more than anything, if someone is uh, dead set on using mechanicals, they don't want to switch to a fixed blade for whatever reason, then I hope that we can hand them this podcast and say, hey, you know, personally don't agree with what you're trying to do, but if this is, is what you're going to do, uh, here are some tips for having a, a successful harvest with these types of broadheads. Now, I know we're probably going to get feedback from every Tom, Dick, and Harry on how Every point I'm going to make, they have a counterpoint, and they've had, uh, you know, 100% success rate for the last 30 years uh, on every game in North America. And you know what? That's great. Good job. Keep it up. Uh, if I had that kind of success, I probably wouldn't switch either. But the reality of the situation is that's just not how it goes most of the time. Most of the time you see Facebook groups starting in the fall, didn't get good blood, didn't get good penetration, broadhead broke, et cetera, et cetera. So trying to prevent some of that, even though you're using a broadhead, I don't necessarily agree with. So this broadhead or this episode <laughs> isn't, uh, although it is dedicated to mechanicals, uh, there won't be mechanical bashing, but there will, I am going to point out some of the issues and that's not to purposely bash them, even though uh, we will do that plenty in the future. Uh, but it's to uh, make a point on why certain things are more important than others. So uh, I would encourage you to uh, uh, I, I would encourage you to look at these 
points that we've come up with. And uh, if you feel like we missed any or something like that, please feel free to reach out to us and, and we'll we'll either put it in another episode or we might even try and update this one or put it in the show notes or something like that. So without further ado, let's get to the 10 points that I, I quickly wrote down for tips on shooting mechanicals. Tip number one, use a high quality steel. So a high quality steel is going to be imperative for two main reasons. One, structural integrity. Structural integrity is going to be referenced probably in five or six of these points, and there's a reason for it. You can have as good a flight as possible. Your broadhead can be as sharp as it could ever be. You can have all the mass in the world behind your uh, behind your broadhead, behind your arrow. You could have all the speed in the world as it's going to absolutely freight train through that animal. But if your broadhead breaks in half, it doesn't matter. So structural integrity is always priority number one, regardless of what you're shooting. But it's especially important with mechanicals because mechanicals, we'll kind of get into this a little bit later, are inherently lighter. And just in comparison to a fixed blade, they typically don't have as good of structural integrity. So one way you can try and mitigate this is to go with a high quality steel. Now, I won't pretend to know what all the steels that uh, uh, mechanical broadhead manufacturers are using. I would guess that the majority of them are some type of cheaper aluminum, but I would encourage you to try and find some that might be stainless steel. Uh, I would encourage you to find some that might be uh, aircraft grade aluminum, uh, and that's for the ferrule and the blades. Uh, I would encourage you to try and find as strong a ferrule as possible too, because that's where they normally end up cheapen is, is on the ferrule, uh, um, well, in addition to the, uh, smaller, thinner blades, but structural integrity is going to be very important. So finding high quality steel is, is probably the most important thing on this entire list. Now, like I said, because I don't know what every steel, uh, is out there that is being used for mechanicals, I would encourage you to go to the website, find, you know, look at the package, do whatever, figure out the type of steel that is in these broadheads, make a list of them, and then just start researching the steel itself. You're going to run into a lot of uh, um, like knife forums or knife message boards where guys are going to be talking about different types of steel. That's a great place to get a very unbiased review on steel quality uh, in regards to like edge retention and structural integrity from someone who isn't looking at it from a broadhead perspective. It's strictly a steel perspective. So find those steel types do some research and then i would end up i frankly i would just go with the highest quality steel mechanical that i can find and maybe i'll i'll try and do some digging and see what i can uh recommend on that front but structural integrity is number one so behind high quality steel number two uh, uh within this was keeping sharpness through an animal so blood loss comes from cutting arteries and veins there's not not a ton you know this isn't late breaking news to anybody however keeping a broadhead sharp as it goes through the animal isn't as easy as you would think so you can have a broadhead that is crazy you know scary sharp out of the package and you can get cheap steel really sharp but the second it impacts the animal and hits either like heavy heavy muscle or bone or anything like that that sharpness is gone it's already out the window and what's going to happen is it continues to pass through the animals it's just going to keep pushing the veins 
and uh, and all the arteries to the side of it. A good way uh, to to test this or a good example of this, my buddy uh, Tom Jorgensen did a, a video where he pushes some broadheads through some rubber bands, which is actually a really good example of how uh, uh, veins and arteries act in an animal. And if your broadhead isn't sharp, it just pushes them out of the way. But if it is sharp, it cuts them. So a high quality steel is going to give you better edge retention and keeping that sharpness going through the animal is going to be of the utmost importance next to structural integrity because you can put two holes in an animal, but if you didn't cut anything on the way through, it doesn't really matter. Uh, obviously you want to try and put holes in the lungs, which is, you know, obviously once, like we said in episode one, shot placement is inferred. You know, we're all assuming that we're, we're going with good shot placement, but the more you can make that animal bleed, the better. And you do that through sharpness. So number one, high quality steel for structural integrity and keeping the broadhead sharp. Number two, I'd recommend shooting a heavy mechanical broadhead. Now I know these aren't very common, but there are some out there that are 125, 150. I think I've even seen 175 grains. There might be even heavier ones out there. I'm, I'm frankly, I'm not hundred percent sure, but as heavy a broadhead as possible uh, is going to help you. So the structural integrity portion of this, you know, once again, structural integrity, if you have two broadheads that are otherwise identical, one's 100 grains and one's 200 grains, the one that's 200 grains is typically going to either be like thicker blades, better steel, uh, a more well-constructed ferrule, etc. The heavier broadhead is typically going to have a less likely chance of, of actually breaking and losing its structural integrity in comparison to one that is lighter. So structural integrity, very imperative. Once again, heavy broadhead helps with that. Two is it adds mass. Uh, the higher mass you have, uh, the more penetration you're going to have. Flat out, nothing changes about that. Uh, the, the mass in this next like sub point, we're going to talk about a little bit more. So uh, I won't uh, you know talk about it too much, but mass is important. If you shoot a heavier broadhead, you get more mass. Mass is important. Do that. Sub point number three within shooting a heavy broadhead is increased front of center. Uh, uh, which, you know, if you shoot a heavier broadhead, you're changing your front of center to being closer to the front of your arrow as opposed to a lighter broadhead. So you get better structural integrity, you get better mass, and you get more FOC. So three uh, key factors that come out of shooting a heavier broadhead. Point number three is high FOC. Now, like I mentioned, I understand that a lot of heavy broadhead or a lot of mechanical broadheads aren't very heavy and I get that and a lot of people are going to be shooting these broadheads because they already own them and they don't want to switch I get that if you are going to shoot a 100 grain broadhead I would highly encourage you to bump your FOC on your arrow by shooting either a heavy insert or footing your arrow to add structural integrity to it uh, or doing maybe like a carbon footer on the uh, carbon internal footer there's a hundred ways you can build an arrow to have better FOC, switching up veins on the back end to feathers. Uh, there's endless, endless, endless ways we could, we could talk about, uh, bumping your FOC. Uh, and frankly, I won't, uh, I'm not going to get into all the benefits of a high front of center in this podcast, but you get flight benefits, you get penetration benefits, 
especially after uh, um, running into heavy bone. If you have heavy, if you hit a heavy bone and you continue to and you continue to get penetration, the higher your front of center, the more penetration you're going to get afterwards. Period. It's been proven. This isn't even debatable at this point. Shoot a high FOC arrow. You will you will do better. So, like I said, heavy insert, uh, a footer. Uh, any way you can make the front of the arrow heavier in comparison to, uh, um, you know, not having that stuff up front, you will have more success. So that's point number three. Point number four, which goes back to sub point number, uh, uh, I think it was number two, four point number two, uh, is a heavy arrow. Shoot a heavy arrow. If you're shooting mechanical, you need to shoot a heavy arrow, period. Now, I know this is this is probably the one that will be lost on most people uh, because people want fast and they want uh, you know uh, the flattest trajectory they can possibly get. I understand that. I want a flat trajectory too, but I'm sacrificing that in lieu of other things. But the heavier arrow you are going to have, the better your penetration potential. Period. So. There's this weird myth, like we mentioned in episode one, there's this weird myth that goes around that you end up, that there's this like weird, like number around, somewhere around like 450 grains or 500 grains. That's the perfect amount of uh, um, mass to get to maximize your kinetic energy, kinetic energy and momentum. It's simply not true. You will never lose energy when you go up an arrow weight if it's a typical hunting weight arrow. In the testing that we've done, you have to be well north of 20 grains per pound, which is uh, typically over 15, 16, 1700 grains for most people to actually start losing energy on your arrow. Uh, and even then, you could argue which one's going to penetrate more because you have more mass. But point being, if you want to go from a 400 to a 600 grain arrow, uh, and you're worried about losing energy, you won't, period. So shoot a heavy arrow, you'll have more energy. Now you need this additional energy because you lose energy when your broadhead's open. You need additional mass in comparison to someone that's shooting a fixed blade uh, because you lose energy as these broadheads open up. That's lost efficiency. That's that's uh, uh, a blade that could have already been there, but because the blade is moving it's hitting other other parts of the animal that it didn't need to initially. So when when you have two identical arrows or uh, two identical weight arrows uh, that have the same blade profile, one's a fixed blade, one's a mechanical, the one that's a fixed blade is going to penetrate more 10 out of 10 times. Guarantee it. Physics tells us this because you're going to lose energy as that broadhead opens up. So especially if it's certain types of broadheads, which we'll talk about later in the podcast here in about 10, 15 minutes. So shoot a heavy arrow, shoot a high FOC arrow, shoot a heavy arrow. Uh, and you know, all, as, as you'll see, a lot of these are sequential. If you shoot a high quality steel, you're typically going to shoot something that's a little bit heavier. If you shoot a heavier broadhead, you're bumping your FOC. And if you shoot a heavier broadhead and bump your FOC, you're in turn creating a heavier arrow. So just by choosing something like a heavier broadhead, you're you're already hitting points one through four. So and and we'll put we'll put these notes in the uh, in in the show notes that I've got here. Just so uh, if you want to if you want to take a look at them, you can certainly do that. 
so that was point number four, shoot a heavier arrow. Point number five, smallest cut diameter that you can live with. Now, I know a lot of you are shooting mechanicals because you're addicted to these monster gaping holes from, you know, where guys can shoot their, you know, or fit their entire hands in, uh, you know, a two and a half inch, two and three quarter, three inch cut, like just stupid stuff anymore. It's just ridiculous. But the fact of the matter is, the bigger the cut, the more resistance you're going to run into. The more resistance, the less chance for penetration. And you should take penetration over, uh, you should take the ability to have full penetration and have two holes in an animal versus only having one hole in an animal with little penetration. So live or try and find the smallest diameter broadhead that you can possibly live with and just stick to that if you can. Now, I'm, I'm going all the way back to point number one and high quality steel for structural integrity. If you have one that is two inches, that's way better steel than one that's one and three quarter, I'm probably going to go with the two inch, but uh, I don't go chasing the largest diameter possible is, is I guess is what I'm saying. Just stick with the smallest diameter cut that you can live with and shoot that uh, just because it's going to save you energy and it's going to increase your penetration. So that kind of goes into point number six, which is I would recommend shooting a two blade instead of a three blade. Two blades is less resistance than three blades, and with less resistance is more penetration. It's as simple as that. Two blades don't take up nearly as much energy as, well, I mean, I guess it would be, what would that be? 50% less energy? Then one that with that one that has to open up three, uh, or maybe that'd be thirty three percent. I don't know how that would break down, but uh, it's going to take up significantly less energy than one that has to open up three blades. So, uh, and not only open up as it continues to go through the animal, you're going to have less penetration, and this becomes especially important when you run into bones. So, uh, imagine if you will a broadhead that hits perfectly, sitting at you know, 90 degrees facing up and down, right? So if you go through a bone, you are only going to have to put one like crack or a line through that bow because through that bone, because it's a linear line that is going up and down, right? If you shoot a three blade, you have to uh, create three cuts in that bone uh, and three cracks going different, complete, completely different directions in comparison to two, uh, uh, to a two blade that's going to give you one. And this is why, actually, uh, if you break down the science of of penetrating bone, a four blade broadhead will actually do better than a three blade because a four blade uh, will have two perpendicular lines that it has to cut through, uh, which is you know two is less than three, like you would end up with a three blade. So shoot a two blade instead of a three blade. I think you're going to have uh, a better penetration potential because you're going to have less resistance. Point number seven, I would shoot blades that you can resharpen or replace. Now I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that the majority of uh, mechanical broadheads would be a one and done for me. I just don't have the confidence that there's going to be enough material on the blades to continually resharpen them and the structural integrity actually be there. Uh, I know 
I've I've already seen tons of guys. You know, I've you know I shoot shoot these deer with this with this broadhead and pick it up, clean it off, put it back in the quiver, and then do it again. And that's great, but it's not something that I would recommend. But two things: one, if you can replace the blades, then go ahead and do that. Uh, but two, if you can resharpen them. Uh, you might be able to reuse them, but you can sharpen them straight out of the package. Now, <coughs> excuse me, most most blades just aren't as sharp as they could be when they come out of the package. Now, I know, once again, everyone has a story, you know, the sharpest broadhead I've ever seen coming out of the package, shaving my arm, hair, yada, yada, yada. That's great, but it probably could be sharper, and this becomes especially important when we go back to uh, you know, all the way back to point number one, we were talking about quality steel and keeping the sharpness through the animal. If you can continue to sharpen these blades and make them sharper, do it. You need to, uh, because these are typically a lower quality steel. You aren't just you just aren't going to get the penetrate the sharpness, the edge retention that you would out of a typical fixed blade that can afford to use a much high quality, a much more high quality steel. So get something that you can resharpen. I believe uh, Ron Coolis makes a, uh, a product called Stay Sharp uh, that uh, you essentially just fit the blade in there and then you kind of work it back and forth on on some sandpaper. Uh, I, I would I would look at uh, his website and some stuff on there that uh, he he's he's put out some some good info on on blades that you can resharpen. So point number seven: pick a blade that you can resharpen or replace. Point number eight, I would pick a broadhead that has as few moving parts as possible. Now, there's a new broadhead on the market that I'm going to save to talk about at another time that has a bunch of moving parts on the inside. The fact of the matter is that in bow hunting, there's a million things that can go wrong. This is mostly why I don't like fixed blades in the first place, but a fixed blade that has one band and two blades that move versus a spring, a ball bearing, uh, I, I don't know, a, a hundred other, you know, tiny moving parts, not what I'm about. Hard pass on that. The less moving parts, the better, because you have a less chance of failure, especially things that move up and down. Like that's just begging to have like gunk stuck in it and it just not, not work correctly. So I would go with as few moving parts as possible. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to try and rehash this forever, but the the less moving parts, the less chance of failure. Period. That's as that's as simple as I can put it. I would try and find one that uh, opens with a band on the rear end and and call it call it good. Leave it at that. That's just my my personal opinion. But uh, that does tie into point number nine. Uh, which is the broadhead is the deployment type and i would recommend a rear deployment broadhead now i haven't done any personal tests on this but if i had to guess i would guess that any broadhead that uh, is a rear deployment versus a front deployment uh, a rear deployment uh, example would be something like a rage hypodermic uh, a front deployment would be something like a grim reaper um, I, be well, I believe all Grim Reapers are fun to front deployment at this point, but I'm not sure because I haven't looked at mechanicals in a while, but a rear deployment is going to save energy. I would think now, like I said, I haven't done any testing on, you know, on this real world or not. Uh, 
all the mechanicals I've put through animals have all actually passed through. So there's that. But I would guess that a rear deployment is actually going to save you energy in comparison to that to that uh, front deployment. And that's, you know, energy retention in this instance is the name of the game. So I would I would stick with a rear deployment if you can. And going into point number 10, the last point, just to wrap this guy up, is shoot a heavier bow weight. Uh, if you have the ability to shoot 70 pounds, then do it, uh, especially if you're shooting a mechanical. Uh, as we've already mentioned, if as this broadhead opens, you lose energy. So you need to make up for that in some fashion by... Uh, creating, uh, you know, creating more force, uh, um, creating more momentum. And an easy way to do that is through more speed. Um, that's why a lot of people act like we don't, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, people who promote heavier heads, uh, heavier setups don't enjoy speed. This isn't true at all. I shoot the fastest possible bow, uh, both compound and recurve. So, uh, I, you know, I have a certain weight that I want to hit, but I also try and, and shoot the fastest bow possible uh, that, that I'm comfortable with in these instances. So shoot a heavier, shoot a heavier bow weight if you can. Um, I know this isn't really necessarily the, the arrow setup, but there's a reason that uh, these broadhead manufacturers, even, uh, you know, they'll, they'll say, if you're shooting, you know, below 60 pounds, we recommend this one. Uh, there's a reason for that because there's there's this fine line that you have to ride between uh, retaining the blades uh, from opening in flight and the blades deploying when they get there. Uh, and you you should err on the side of uh, you know always wanting to put the uh, arrow through the animal so the blades not opening mid-flight is is something that I would certainly not want, especially because that's going to apply unequal force because that broadhead won't be uh, uh, symmetrical as it as it moves through the air uh, so bump up your bow weight if you can if you can shoot 70 pounds I'd recommend it and that's you know even even then you see a lot of guys on these TV shows shoot 70 pound bows shoot their insert mechanical broadhead of your choice at a little white tail and have penetration issues. Uh, um, so I'm not, I'm not saying that this list is going to guarantee you success, but I think it will increase your success. Um, if you, if you follow these and if, frankly, if you're looking at all these points, uh, really you're, you're kind of looking at the 12 penetration factors, which I would I would really encourage you guys to look at and I'll include in the show notes, but, uh, that's about all I've got. If you feel like I missed anything, if you want to leave a comment, if there's anything you want to add, please feel free to reach out to us on social media, email, uh, check out our website that I am eventually going to build. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Been, been kind of busy. haven't really had a chance to get to it, but should be coming up here pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, if you, uh, if you have any comments on this, please feel free to reach out. This is uh, something that, frankly, we feel like we could continue to update as we progress and we kind of talk through things and uh, uh, hopefully have this there as a tool for people that just need tips and pointers for having success with their mechanicals if that's what they want to continue to use. So once again, thank you guys for listening and stay lethal.